All right, thanks to Becca and Fred for that awesome intro. I'm joined here by Assembly Member Amy Domboski. Well, I'm glad to be here, Jeff. Amy, hello. I'm so happy you're here. I like your fancy digs. This is uh, this is KONR Out North Radio. They uh, nice. have a show here, and they let me thank thank them for letting me do the uh, the podcast here. Very nice. You, you can't do a podcast just anywhere. You have to be in a little bit of a quiet. <laughs> I've tried to do it in like restaurants, and then. All the background noise. Inevitably, somebody's like, "What are you doing?" And like, they come over, and it gets it gets weird. <laughs> so you, so you, we've known each other for a while. So yeah. you, your second term on the assembly. Yeah, I was elected first in 2013. Uh, and then you got reelected. Then you ran for the, you ran for mayor in 2015. I did. That was kind of a pretty wild. Yeah, it was. Race. Well, you know, and what it comes down to, I was only on the assembly a year and a half. So what are the odds somebody's going to run for mayor after a year and a half? But I couldn't get a conservative to actually run. It was weird because it was. Before the runoff, it was you, it was you, Andrew, Dan Calcra, Dan Coffey, and then Ethan, right? Yes. So it was like a pretty kind of weird, you know, there was three kind of Republican, I mean, maybe maybe some people no, say no, Andrew's there was, not a Republican. There, <laughs> there was actually one Republican in the race, because if you remember, Dan Coffey didn't register to be a Republican until like seven weeks before the election. What was he, was he undeclared? Or yeah, was he... and you have to remember back in the day, he was Steve Cooper's uh, finance chair when Cooper was running for governor. Oh, was he real? I didn't know that. Yeah. So I knew he, he was on the assembly. He's for... always been around Democrats, but you know, he's a, he's a staunch business guy. And so a lot of um, conservative capitalist principles flow through Dan Coffey. So he's been undeclared nonpartisan for a long time, the whole time he was on the assembly. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of people just assumed he was a Republican and he's certainly not. I think I, I mean, I, I tend to see he him around now. Republicans. He is now. He's, he's come <laughs> around. Yeah, he's come around. Do you, so. do you remember after the, so after the whole election was over? I was, where was I at? I was at an assembly meeting. I think he, he's a lawyer, right? So he was he is. representing yeah. some, some, I don't know, some group. I forget what it was. Maybe it was marijuana or alcohol, but he, he had that beard. He did. He I... like the Moses beard. <laughs> we called it, there was like, even on Twitter, it was like hashtag coffee beard. Well, at least he didn't go Al Gore and go to the McDonald's or something, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought the the beard was a little, you know, debonair. It was it just was, like, I don't know. Yeah, I know it was. It was pretty Alaskan chic for Dan Coffey. As, as you noticed, I used to, I've normally have a beard, but I've shaved you it do, off. You do, I know. I just wanted to squeeze your cheeks. Know, it's well, like those they're, little baby cheeks. That, they're, they're, I mean, that's, they're there. You wouldn't be the first person to say that. Uh, so you, you've been on the assembly, the second term, you run yeah. for mayor, but you also uh, have a radio show. I do have a radio show. Which which I've I've filled in for, you know, pe- different people, Dave, Steer, and I have a show here once a week. So I also do, I like radio, I, I love radio. How is it doing, you know, being on the assembly and then having the radio show? I mean, do people ever say, well, that's kind of weird if you have, you know, you're talking about stuff or is it just, is it fun for you or how is it having, doing both? It, it can be fun. You know, what I realized, I'll just let you into the mind of Amy when Ooh, the assembly, this is I know this is, we, it's good. that's why where people are listening uh, it's good I tend to think about five steps ahead but when the assembly shifted to a 9-2 assembly you really you re- 9-2 kind of progressive right? oh like hardcore liberal let's be honest so as soon as that happens you recognize there's very little you're going to be able to get forward through directly through the assembly and the media is ridiculous in this town so my thought, except uh, except me, right? Except you. I don't consider you at media necessarily. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm not really. I'm a you're just Jeff. <laughs> alternative media source. Yeah. So I, I you're, just, you're you're kind of media too, though. Well, a little bit. I'm direct, you know, and I try I try to be, but I recognize back then, you know, if 
what better way to go talk to the people than go directly to the people? And so I was approached by um, a media group and they said, hey, we want to put you on one of our radio stations and do a talk show. And I said, well, I had a couple of conditions. Condition number one is it had to be in the Valley. And I did that on purpose because I think the the conservative cornerstone is the Matsu Valley. And I felt it was important to have somebody who talked about Matsu issues. Mm-hmm. And in, here in Anchorage, we have some great talk shows, but they always center on Anchorage or state politics. Yeah, like there's like Dave and Rick. And they don't talk about Matsu issues. They don't care. But the Matsu, frankly, is the second largest community in the entire state. So why not talk about Matsu issues? But why not actually talk about real conservative principles and and you know, to me, I've gotten myself in a little bit of hot water with some on the Republican side, simply because I call out both sides, Republican, Democrat. It really doesn't matter to me. I know the feeling. <laughs> I know. Believe me, I know the feeling. I, to me, and if somebody's a friend or not, it doesn't, to me, it doesn't change the the fact that good ideas and bad ideas can come from anybody. It's, it's funny. I've, one of the things I've noticed is one day a person will hate me and, and you know, tell me to go you know, kill myself. And then the next day they're like, hey, well, I have something for you that's yeah. interesting. Yeah. Well, welcome do, to do, politics. Do you, do you get that? Want, yeah, I do. People want to use you because they want to use your platform, right? So they want to get their message out. So I've seen that before. But to me, you know, I've gotten a lot of grief because I've called out Republican legislators, mostly in the Senate, but Republican legislators, a couple in the House, because the policies they're pushing are not conservative policies. And then at the same time, I've also got a little grief because I've complimented Democrats, which can happen, believe it or not, because I do believe good God ideas. forbid, you know, good ideas can come from anywhere. So can bad ones. So you, you had not done radio before that or have you, nope. you you've been in the I'm sure you've been on the radio? Like interviews oh, I've or? been on the radio a lot. Yeah. And, and done that, interviews. And I had done some fill in for people, Glenn Beagle and Bernadette. And yeah, so I had done some fill in, but um, I wasn't in my bailiwick, but I really thought about it from a perspective of you know, two years from now, we're going to have a gubernatorial election. And it's really important that conservatives really hear direct, candid conversation about what's going on in the community and how conservative principles, I think, can help the state. And so I did this with a long term view of ultimately helping get out a conservative message, because I think if Alaskans hear it, I think it'll resonate with them. And now you're doing, I noticed a while ago, you started doing Facebook Live. I did. I did that for candidates. And that came from my perspective as being a candidate. How many radio shows do you get to just sit on and hear from a candidate for 30 minutes? No, I, well, that's, and that's one of the things I'm t- trying to do with a podcast mm-hmm. and with uh, the interviews. I've, I've been doing some longer form. I interviewed Mike Dun- uh, no, Bill Walker, Mark Begich. I'm trying to interview Mike. Mm-hmm. I'm actually going to be interviewing Billy Toyin. Oh yeah, he's a, he's a bit crazy. Yeah, he's he's but he's 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 fun, you know. He's, yeah, I'm sure he he's, is. He's a, he's a fun, fun, fun it's interesting ideas. Oh, We're actually yeah. gonna be doing that probably, hopefully, in um, in a, in a party bus while moving. Oh, so fitting. Keep it libertarian, you know. Yeah, yeah. Have some folks in there. And <laughs> so, but you know, I, I just think there's the media is um, interview somebody for twenty. I've had this before when I ran for office. A twenty minute interview, and they give like a ten second or twenty second quote. And half the time, it doesn't give the full context of what you meant. Almost, yeah, almost never it gives the... So I think doing the longer form, because there's people who want to hear from the candidates and actually hear what they have to say. I think so. And I really, I've said this many times, I, my goal is not to make a candidate look good or bad. My goal is to give them an open forum. So they have enough rope, they can either swing from it or hang from it. Mm -hmm. It's up to them, really. Yeah, no, that's good. And so I do ask a lot of open-ended questions. And some candidates will give you the quick yes or no answer, and others will take that. And they'll run with it. And well, they'll give you I think it's important. Concept. I think it's important. What, what I've kind of noticed is some of the newer people that come up here from the media, they cover politics or brand new to Alaska, mm-hmm. you know, and they get their work for a newspaper or media, you know, TV station. 
and I talk to these candidates, but they don't have any really context or background of our issues, of the issues in Alaska, of some of the kind of players and how things, like you ask a question, but then I think to myself, why aren't they asking this question? Some of the most obvious questions. They just don't know. And I think you're absolutely right. And that's why I go back to there's there's some candidates that will not come on my show. And it's, really? Yeah. And it's simply because I think because I can call them out on their BS. Like you give me a BS answer. I'm probably going to keep pulling that thread and try to get you to actually answer the real question. Um, but yeah, I've, I've reached out to governor Walker. I can't tell you how many times they just don't return my calls. Really? <laughs> so, so Bill Walker is not coming on. He, well, I'm going to try because I think he's behind right now. So I'm going to try again this week. And he's been on, he's, he's gone on Dave, he's gone on Dave's show before. Of course he is. Well, listen, I'm not a softball. Ooh, that'd be, that'd be, that'd be good. The Bill Walker, Amy Dombasa. That'd be, yeah. A lot of people would listen to that one. Well, and I would be fair to him. Listen, I'm not going to pull any, I'm not going to pull any punches though. The fact of the matter is there's real questions to ask Bill Walker. You know, frankly, the economy sucks under him. Unemployment's the highest in the nation. The crime rate has exploded. He has a lot to answer for. He is the leader, the executive yeah, no, leader I mean, of all, the state. All, I think all politicians, I mean, it's amazing to me how many Everybody people, has a record. Yeah, sure, but it's amazing to me how many politicians that, I mean, for me, I've, I've interviewed Bill. He's answered, you know, I've been, been open with me, but a lot of them um, don't want to answer questions at all. They just don't think they have to answer questions Um because for whatever reason, you know, and I've always kind of wondered why you run for office, public office, and then are, un, you know, some folks are unwilling to give answers to votes or to policies. Well, you know, I think every candidate who runs for office, especially ones who have records, they have uh, a record and they should explain why they voted the way they did. We may not agree with why they voted the way they did, but I'm sure there's uh, a reason. And I think it's only fair to ask them. So I try to do it not as a gotcha, but I try to do it. To, to give them the opportunity to have a venue to explain to people mm -hmm. their perspective. So I want to talk about uh, one more thing here. Uh, well, two more things. But uh, on the Assembly, you and uh, Assemblymember Christopher Constant have formed what I've observed as a very friendly uh, working working relationship. You guys sit next to each other. You guys seem to be I uh, adore Chris. I, I working really on stuff do. together. Mm -hmm. But that I seems really to be like, cause I'd say politically, you guys are probably almost always opposed on the, like major Issues. Well, I, I think you'd be surprised because if you look at the way um, many of the assembly members vote, like Chris and I, I think he probably doesn't want me to say this, but oftentimes you see us come down on the same side on a lot of issues. Now, there might be certain specific issues where we differ, but we both appreciate process. We both appreciate transparency. And I think we're both very independent. And so um, yeah, we don't mind mixing it up, but we get along. We get along yeah, really well. I guess I'd say you're probably political philosophies are different, but, but a lot of, um, the votes, I go to the meeting sometimes, not very often, cause I don't know how you do it. I, mean, I just don't know how you sit through those things, but uh, oftentimes the votes are 11, zero, 10, one. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of times it's like kind of unanimous or almost unanimous. Sure. A, a lot of the process votes or even well, the, we're doing a lot of things. We're fixing roads. We're, you know, talking about, um, maybe community council issues this person has a drainage issue this person has a road issue we're talking about maybe variances i mean there's a lot of things that we can agree on i think so recently they uh they passed the, the plastic bag ban or you, you i think you <laughs> voted against that right i did um and then i saw so it's not going to be in effect till 2019 till march right? 1st yeah but then i saw an article um yesterday i think in the adn about some of these businesses have all these bags they've purchased mm -hmm. and I, I mean i don't i don't know how many bags i mean 
they, I guess, got to be a lot of freaking bags for it That's to be. That's a lot. Well, and this is part of the reason why you saw the delayed implementation because uh, Assemblymember Weddleton actually put forward an amendment to delay it so some of these businesses could use up their supply of bags because when you're a business, it's you live in Alaska. If you're going to keep your costs down, especially with shipping and mm-hmm. bringing these bags in, you're going to order in bulk. And so that's what you're seeing. A lot of businesses that have ordered in bulk that maybe had a, a year's supply of bags, they're going to have a challenge getting rid of so, it. So how exactly, I mean, it's it's a... It's not like a full, ba- I mean, ban. I mean, there's certain, oh, pla- there's certain kind of, is there certain kind of bags that no, are okay? No, in Anchorage, or? they, they doubled down on hardcore liberalism and they huh. did a full court, they did a full court, um, plastic bag ban, but they also made it, if a retailer is going to give you paper bag, they have to charge you for it. The 10 cents? Yeah. A 10 to 50 cents. And so it's not it- a tax. The money doesn't go to the city, but the whole point, and this is where Chris and I defer, you know, you know, differ is the whole point is they want to use the power of government to coerce you to changing your retail behavior, meaning they want you to use those canvas recyclable bags, which I heard the landmine's going to be. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be, uh, we're going to be ordering, we're going to be getting some of those. See? Put, put them in the car, throw the logo on there. There you go. But but so is it all, pla- I, I thought I heard something about like different levels. That's out in the valley. Oh, okay. So like you can have certain kind, like yeah. the, the thicker plastic. But out here in the that's, valley. you can't have, pla- Really? Full, bla- I, for I a it- full board plastic ban on bags. And then if they're going to give you an alternative, like some of the stores like Fred Meyer out in the Valley has switched to paper, for example. But here in Anchorage, the libs don't even want you to switch to paper. The libs. <laughs> they want you to go hardcore canvas bag, you know, or something. I, that's. I, I wonder, is there any study like or under, like information about the, what goes into making one of those canvas bags? There is actually. I just finished up in a, a graduate program in environmental management. Oh and really? Yes, I did. You and did. You did I, environmental management. I did, and and um, I, I laughed because what I said, my comments on that issue were very slim because I saw the votes. I knew it was going to pass no matter what. But the fact of the matter is, the carbon footprint for these canvas bags is so much greater than the single-use plastic bags, and they take up more room in, in the landfill. So, from an environmental standpoint, we're not saving the planet by what they did. They actually are going to be using more carbon than we did before. So, so you know, I, I've seen different things on this, and I'm not by any means an expert, but I mean, there there is a lot of plastic in the ocean, and there's plastic. Right, I mean, and it's primarily coming from Asian areas. Not, it's coming from the Philippines. It's coming from China area. It's not coming from the U.S. So, do you think you know us? If let's say we just uh, unilaterally ban plastic bags in the United States tomorrow, no plastic bags anymore, would that have some impact? Or it, oh, uh, of course it'll have a little bit of an impact because what we're talking about is incrementalism. And so with environmental management, there is a theory out there of incrementalism, like every little bit matters. And I, and I think you can say to some degree that that that's true, but what, at what cost? Because when you switch from plastic and then you go to something else – now remember why did we switch to plastic we wanted to save the trees well because i remember right? when i was a kid we used to i grew up in new mexico we used to go to the commissary my yep. dad was in retired military so we'd always have they'd put them in double bag paper bags yep. and then we'd use the paper for like ashes in the fireplace so we'd, sure. we'd burn it or we'd do something with it you know we'd cover our textbooks with it we'd, right you're right yeah mm-hmm. all that's so i remember like that and then i guess at some point it switched to, to plastic but now it's funny. It's like going, we're going back to paper. Well, and again, and that's why I kept saying, what, what problem are you trying to solve here? And you would hear people say they, well, they were trying to solve the single use, the, the disposable bags were super thin there, so they fly away. And so John Weddleton said, well, if that's the thing, then we go to a thicker plastic bag because you're not going to get that uh, environmental impact. That's what the Valley did, right? That's what the Valley did. But here, again, the goal here was to change the retail behavior of people because they want to coerce people into using those, you know, canvas type bags. What about like some of those canvas bags? With like your face on it, smiling, like Amy Dembo- <laughs> You should do. You should. That, you should do that. 
I'm sure you'd sell some. I don't know. I don't know. Good target practice or something. <laughs> so what else did I want? Oh, so your husband, Ben. Yeah. He's a firefighter. He's pretty awesome. He's a pretty awesome guy. He is. I love him. He's, he's uh, pretty awesome. I hope I hope so. I do. We've he, been married for over 20 years, you know. He, he, real, 20 years. Mm-hmm. He, um, sometimes he uh, makes some... Funny comments on the old Facebook there. Well, he is a fireman, so every now lo- and then he, he does like to lay down some mom jokes. <laughs> so he um, he's a firefighter for a long time, and then a friend of mine, Kale, you know Kale, Kale Green, he, yeah. he came across him at some. I think Kale was doing like an underwater swift immersion, water, yeah, yes. swift some, if like the helicopter. Is that is that it or no? Well, my husband's captain of the swift water team, so he lo- works out at Eagle River, and so when you have riv- river rescues, this is the team that goes out there to save people that are on the river. So if I get stuck in the river, Ben's coming to get me. Uh, maybe. He might. <laughs> oh, it's uh, Landfield, what? Uh, un- un- union break. Yeah. Union break. Right, right. So, I mean, what's kind of your, so you're up for, you're up in, I guess, two more years? Is that you just won no, last? No, no, 2019. Oh, so this, this, this uh, April. Yeah, this April. Wow. Yeah. And you're running, so. you're, have you decided if you're running or not? I'll, or? I'll decide probably in January or February, but I typically, I don't declare. Last time I ran for re-election, I didn't file until five or six days before. So your area is like the Chugiak, kind of Eagle River. Chugiak, Eagle River, Jay Bear, and I have a little slither, a sliver of Turpin. And the other uh, person is Fred, Fred Dyson, mm-hmm. right? So it's, yep. it's, you guys are kind of hold, holding the, yeah. holding down the conservative. We uh, are. What's, what's, Somebody's got to do it. What's left of it on the, on the assembly? <laughs> oh, dear heavens. Yeah, what's left of it? But no, somebody's got to do it. And I think, you know, I think sometimes when you bring logical arguments, to, you know, you may not win with the liberal group that I have, uh, that I work with. But I think a lot of people in the public hear the argument and they think, hmm, wait a minute, that makes sense. So, um, but somebody has to be, somebody has to be the resistance. No, I, 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 I hear you. So... <laughs> Do you have any plans to run for statewide off, like legislature? Everybody or? asks me that all the time, and the rumors are always flowing. No, I have no plans to run for state office. So, so I hear a lot of fun. I mean, I have the blog, I have the column, right? You I, do. We t- hear, we exchanged a few messages. I hear a lot of funny things. People make stuff up all the time, I know, I know. Jeff. I, I don't know what to believe. Honestly, I, I don't even know what to believe anymore. We've had some of these conversations off the air. <laughs> People make stuff up all so, the time. So, someone, someone, um, who I'll say is, you know credible like a per- like i'm not gonna say who but like they, they told me that that like you know the wagons are circling around mike and everybody's looking for a job and they said <laughs> they said Demboski wants to be commerce commissioner <laughs> that is so funny so, so, so i told somebody about it that like kind of joking and then they told you and then you like you like text me. i did you're like what the hell are you talking about? i was like that thought had never <laughs> crossed my mind and my comment to you was i thought was epic see i have to work on my humor but i thought if the governor is gonna have an official ice cream tester dude sign me up I mean, I could. Would that not I, be I awesome? I would probably be competing with, I, with you for that because I'm big, big ice cream guy. I love ice cream. You know, Alaska per capita, we eat more ice cream than any place else. No way. Yeah, that's what I heard. I read it on the really? internet. It must be true. Must be true. <laughs> so speaking of commerce, that's actually interesting that I brought that up. Um, Mike, you hear Mike, Mike Navarre, current commerce commissioner, commissioner of commerce. Mm-hmm. He just yesterday uh, announced he's doing a, a leave of absence. Have you, have you heard about this? No, I haven't. He's taking a two month, le- um, month and a half, almost two month leave of absence. Um, he didn't say this in the he's email. He's looking for a new job because he knows Walker's about to lose. I th- well, I think he didn't say this in the email. I think he's actually going to help walk, go campaign for Walker. And he, in the email, he kind of said he didn't want to keep keep separate, you know, the political side and the, you know, the well, states. Navarre, isn't he from Fairbanks? Kenai. Kenai. Oh, that's right. It was, uh, I knew he was mayor or something. You, you, you know what his family, you know what he owns? No. The Arby's. 
Oh, uh, that's why all the liberal signs yeah. are always at Arby's. <laughs> he, well, he, he has, he has Republican did, signs oh, there, too. Has, oh, please. Has, no, there's both. Go, go, there's, there's, okay, I saw a Don Young sign, but that's but, just because he knows Don Young's going to win. There, I think he but has there's, both, but there's probably typically, more. Typically, I laugh because at the Arby's, I never knew who owned Arby's, and I always Navarro, thought, man, that's, family, that's, think, a, yeah. that's a raging lib right there because they <laughs> always have Democrat signs at all the Arby's. I just I just got to say, I, just, I, I, gotta, I don't even know that guy that well. I've met him once, but... I, I just love the um, the roast beef and cheddar. Like, you know, I'm not an, I'm not an Arby's really. fan. No, they have the market fresh. No nope. pecan chicken. That's really good. Nope, um, not an Arby's fan. What What if it was? Um, let's say for I love Chick Fil A. Oh, I I was just gonna I was just gonna so what, good. What, 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 what if um, succulent? What if Mike Dunleavy <laughs> bought the Arby's franchise? Would you start? Would you be? Would you be an Arby's? No, really. No, I'm not an Arby's fan. See, I, I'm an equal opportunity critiquer. No matter who owns it, and I'm not, I'm not a big Arby's fan. But, but you, you, you have kind of. I think you're supporting Mike, right? You, of course. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. big, big. You're on the Mike Dunleavy yeah, train. Yeah, I, I begged him to run, but a long time ago. So I'm glad he's, I'm glad he's running. I think he's th- a great candidate. What do you think about this whole three? I guess four way the libertarian guys. Uh, he don't count. But well, he, I know people. He's on the ballot. I, I know people are trying to pump him up to pull numbers from Dun- Dunleavy. It's not going to happen. He's a, he's a little bit of BSC. He's a little out there, but he's yeah. he's, a, he's an entertaining. But anyways, on the three, I mean, what do you? It's just so. We have a history of these in Alaska. These three way, you know, Me the too. Coghill one in the ninety with. This is one three way race I can get behind. Ooh, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, I guess thanks for thanks for being here. It's great. I mean, we we've uh, known each other. We go back about what I guess four four or five years. Yeah, I think so. We, we had a little tiff once on the radio. You were talking. Well, that was just fun. That was. The, I, I, you got me. I mean, you, you actually. I know that's you, why it was you, fun. You, tri- you triggered me. You got me because I call it because you were talking about me and a friend texted me and says she's talking because I was running for the state senate. Yeah, you were running, so and, I was talking about. Can- that's what I do. I talk about political races, policy, community issues. And um, there, there was I think it was the permanent fund, the SP at the time one twenty six, mm-hmm. which was the big bill at the time about the permanent fund. The it was a very PUMB. big bill at the time, so and, I was very surprised when you couldn't answer the question. Well, no, I just what happened was I I took I totally lapsed. I mean, I was just probably I was. Ner- I was a little amped up, you know, and I was because yeah, yeah. you were talking about me. He's talking you're, you're, about me. You know, he's a he's a he's a liberal or whatever it was. Uh-huh. But but then I totally forgot what the bill was, and then you like you like you like you got well, me. It wasn't you, like, even you just me up. that. You lit me up, Jeff. You said, "Well, I can't remember all of them, Mimi. There's so many numbers." <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> Jeff Landfield just said this. It was that. so funny. But it's true though. I, mean, I there's like a hundred bills or t- hundreds of bills. Don't you know, don't go down that road. <laughs> See, you're making it worse right now. <laughs> It I mean, was fun. I mean, oh, I just, I'll never, it's, it's still on YouTube. It, you, you, is you, it really? You took a clip. You or somebody took a clip of you took the clip of it, and then and then you put the picture of me. I don't in even this, look at my YouTube. You, so you took a, the picture. Would you like me to take it down for you? I'll, no, I mean, I'll it's, do it's, it. Oh, maybe, maybe maybe you could. It's I'll do the it. Picture of me in the speedo with all these women. That, that was the backdrop. And I the, always the, called that little inflatable <laughs> ring you wear a tutu because every time I looked at the picture, it kind of looked like a tutu. Wait, the um the the calendar one. I don't know. You were wearing this bathing suit and it had this like inflatable ring around you. It looks when you glance at it, it looks like a I think that might have been for when I posed for the Mountain Men of Alaska calendar. Probably. The floaty. Gosh, you're funny. You you just crack me up. You should be in a calendar. (laughs) No. So 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 I'm trying to for Election Central um, do it. Do it. I'm dunk. not doing the you're dunk not, tape. You're not doing a dunk Chris tape. and I discussed this yesterday. Because Chris said he would do it if well, you would do it. Well, he just said, "Well, see what Amy says." That's what he told me. So I, we'll I, see. I'm pretty but, sure he told me if she does it, I'll do it. Well, that's what a lot of people say. I think people would would <laughs> I, I would pay twenty bucks to try to. 
I'm sure you would. I think I might pay more than that. See, I have all this hair and makeup, and do you straighten your hair? It looks like I do. It looks like you have. Do you have curly or? I do. It's very. It's just frizzy. So I straighten. You should. You should like get it puffed out. You should. You would. It's already like that every morning. What if you showed up to the meeting like with an afro, like 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 a picked out? I'm halfway there every morning. That would be that would be legendary. (laughs) Well, Amy, I want to thank you for coming doing the podcast. Well, thanks for been, having me. It's been this fun. It's been great. Uh, we'll do another one. Sure. And then if folks want to listen to your show, it's on uh, KVNT, right? Yeah, 1020 AM, 92.5 FM, 1020KVNT.com. And, and they can listen on, on uh, stream it online, right? If they're yep. Anchorage, the signal's yep. kind of, okay, Yeah, cool. stream it online. We even broadcast on the television, channel 35.4. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh. You got to have a digital big, TV. but Big, yeah. big time. Big I'm time. telling you. All right, Amy, I want to thank you for uh, doing the podcast. Uh Folks, again, if you want to do a podcast or have any ideas for people that would you know, be good on the podcast, let me know. Um, we'll, uh, we'll see you next time. Thanks. Landline.